0: Welcome to issue 81 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the Encounter Sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and with me tonight is Daniel. How's it going, Daniel? Fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm well. Excellent. Yeah, thanks. And with us also is Mike. Mike, how you doing? Good. And good evening to you, Steve. Good evening to you. So this is going to be a fun one, right? We're going to dive into a new villain scenario. Ooh. Yes. And this might be like part one of four, maybe? I don't know. Wow. But, uh, we're going to talk about yep. this guy a lot, right? I think there's a lot to say. Yeah. So Daniel, you, you're the one who's gonna tell us all about it. Who who are we gonna talk about tonight?
1: We're talking about the collector, Steve. Ooh, the collector. I did some I did some research on him.
0: All right. Oh, I'm excited to hear your take on the collector.
1: Well, yes, let me emphasize my take. <laughs> <laughs> um, you started
2: this morning, didn't you? I you're a teacher and you did your homework at the last minute.
1: I did. No, but I, I, I read lots about him, and I realized that there were certain aspects of him that I liked a lot and wanted to talk about. And so I'm going, like, way back to, like, Rhino days, where I just want to talk what, like, kind of makes the guy tick. Is that all right?
0: Yeah, that's the best. That's, that that's good.
1: All right. Okay. Well, should I, I, it's kind of long. There's a lot to say, obviously. And there's some cards we got to talk about at the end. And some rules you wanted to go over. Right, Steve?
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the rules on this. So we're, we're going to do the collector the very first infiltrate the museum scenario. Right. That's what we're going to be doing tonight. So,
1: mm. All right. I'll start with some honesty here, fellas, okay? Mm. The only thing I knew about this guy was that he's Benicio Del Toro. I mean, that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, interestingly, though, in the comics, he's like 450 pounds and bald, which Benicio Del Toro is not. But that, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. And I also found out he's Jeff Goldblum's brother. You bet. So lots of, lots of important things there right at the top. So when I saw him, whatever movie it was that I saw him, I don't remember which one. I had no idea who, what, why he was. But now, now, Steve, now, Mike, you know what? What? I love this guy. I love this guy. Finally, we get another bad guy with an agenda that I can get behind. You know what he is? He's a conservationist.
2: Hey, uh, that's yeah. not a Nazi. That's not a no. serial rapist.
1: none of those things my positive motivations here yes now however what i like most about the collector is i think of his story as a cautionary tale like what happens when your good intentions become an obsession when you forget what it was you started saving the universe for like you know like you do this thing and you think it's all about health and goodness and all that kind of stuff and then you just take it too far and in a lot of ways i think of him as kind of a vegan in that way, <laughs> I don't know if you have to edit that out, Steve. I... Oh, I love her keeping <laughs> that. Okay. I don't know how many of our listener is a vegan. Well, zero um... now. I'm curious would anyway. a, a vegan eat root? Mm. Mm. okay, so continue. No, I don't think they would. Okay. Um, anyway, so no, now this character dive isn't going to be like, okay, I'll tell you what it isn't going to be. I'm not going to dwell in his life in the comics too much, okay, which I know is sort of my job. <laughs> or with his many and various scrapes with the heroes, which I put in quotes, of course, he has at times aided the forces of good. He's worked in opposition to other villains, specifically Thanos, and his loyalties are complicated by the fact that he is one of the elders of the universe. Which we've talked about these cats before, right?
0: A little, yeah. A little bit the right? champion is one of them.
1: Yeah. So this sort of makes him above such trivialities as like you know morality and stuff. He looks at it differently. So I want to focus today on what makes him tick all right so as an elder the collector is unbelievably powerful not so much in like the physical sense he's got some forms he takes that are kind of actually physically weak which i like a lot but rather in his ability to see time differently and in some sense predict the future tanalir tivin prophesied that thanos will one day destroy the universe and it's at that point that he becomes that which we most know him by the collector his intent is to preserve the universe by amassing essentially a zillion zoos all over the place to protect the things that will be gone. So as I said above, he is a conservationist. He's fascinated, guys. Absolutely fascinated by almost everything the universe has to offer. From mystical artifacts and ancient technologies to whole civilizations themselves. He sees the end coming. And he basically wants to restart everything after Thanos's destruction. Or... At least i that's how I see his motivation, right? Like, why else do you want to keep everything when you know it's going to be destroyed, right? Right. It's, yeah, no. It's, it's, so, well, I guess we need to talk about what makes him a villain. And that's, I guess it's methodology. We have to address his method. So the collector is a villain because there are no links to which he will not go in his attempts to preserve everything. He can, like, jump through time and snatch up unsuspe- unsuspecting and unwilling prey. And though he then makes delightful enclosures for these creatures in his zoos, it's hard to argue that he denies them free will. Part of like the really cool thing about his his zoos, his zoo things is like he makes beautiful like habitats for his uh captives. Oh. Huh. Yeah, like he would he would pull me right out of here and like put me on the national mall just so I'd feel at home, right? Like that kind of thing.
2: Oh, I thought he just kept people in like these little cylinders.
1: No, no, I think he like he's even made like entire planets. Oh wow. Oh. for people to stay in. No, he's a good guy. All right. So anyway, it's fine. All well and good. But the collector began his mission with what I imagined to be positive intent. And like I, I'm clinging to that in, in this origin story. So to preserve that which will soon be destroyed forever. To retain the memory of existence through time is pretty cool and a good job if you can manage it. But like many who begin an endeavor of such magnitude, it becomes an obsession. For the collector, it became about more, more, and more. All must be acquired. Almost be preserved, regardless of cost. And there are lots of ways to measure cost, gentlemen, as I can imagine you can imagine. So for even the collector himself suffered for his zealotry. And this is why I like him too. He like, kind of lost a lot even though he's like billions of years old Mm -hmm. so his this actually could be my favorite part of his backstory so his wife could no longer sustain her interest in his pursuits and she literally died of apathy oh like yeah isn't that awesome like this is like i could imagine him at the dinner table like all he ever talked about was his new stuff right and she was finally like i'm so done this is like what happens
0: to my wife when she listens to our show
1: right yes yes or my wife whenever i talk about anything having to do with games like all right anyway so and while tannerly was constantly surrounded by other sentient beings i kind of have this feeling that he always felt alone you know what i mean like these are just possessions he doesn't have anyone really near him um except maybe jeff goldblum i don't know there must be an emptiness to such ruthlessness a void that can never be filled regardless of his latest additions to the collection So. The collector, he's ancient, he's immortal, and perhaps it's this very deathlessness that has denied him the access to meaning that mortality provides. He's acquired eons of knowledge, knows almost everything there is to know about the universe, time, culture, being. He has created entire systems to house his curiosities, but it's never enough. There's always that one more thing beyond some horizon to capture, to contain, to curate. Indeed, he's perhaps no longer Tanelir Tavon at all. He has become only what he does. He is the Collector, guys, and that's it. And I think that's sad, really. Yeah, that is a little sad. Which is why Benicio Del Toro has the perfect face for someone like that. He does. He right? really does. He does. Uh, <laughs> so, I get that this was maybe an unusual backstory. And there's so much more to say about him. right? And I hope later, because I know Collector's going to take a number of episodes, that we can talk about his exploits and the his character in the comics themselves. Like like I said, he's flip-flopped. He's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He's, you know, like he's really interesting in his compelling his his appearances are compelling for sure. Yeah. Um but I found that I really like the collector. Um I'm much more interested in his psychological profile than I am in his conflicts with the Avengers and such. Um you know that he prophesies that the doom that is Thanos, and then works against the time he's not sure of how much he has to amass his collection is something I find absolutely fascinating. So this is how I look at characters and stories, and I hope, I hope this was useful, and I hope that our listeners already know like most of that comic stuff, right? And that was just a new way of looking at the collector, because sometimes our villains are simply villains, and we, we leave it at that. And sometimes they really are just villains. Right. But I think of there's a complexity to the collector that I I like a lot and admire in a certain way.
0: Yeah, I definitely appreciate that story. Um, Thank you. Yeah.
1: Like of all the yeah. villains, he's most human. Right. Like he's he's an elder. He's like <laughs> billions of years old, but he's more relatable than some. Yeah. Many others that we've talked about.
2: You brought up Jeff Goldblum as his brother. That's the Grandmaster Grandmaster. Yes. Uh, From one of the movies. Which one was it? From the Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. So he's actually at odds with his brother. And I don't know how far back that feud stretches, but certainly in modern comics, there's this ongoing feud with them.
1: Well, but then Jeff Goldblum sacrifices himself to death to bring the Collector back. Oh, my goodness. How's that for a little nugget? I don't even remember that.
2: Yeah. That's some brotherly love. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Don't fully know the circumstances behind that, but like... They were duking it out with someone and the collector was actually killed, but he can't be killed. So he's like sort of like in death's realm or something. And Grandmaster goes and gets him back, but trades himself. Right. As usual, he
2: tries to have it all and he loses the relationships.
1: There you go. (laughs) But I hope the Grandmaster shows up someday in this game. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cuz he's really no. funny because he knows every game there is. <laughs> like that's like his thing. Like he knows every game of chance and every game in every culture, civilization, universe, blah blah blah. Like that's his stick.
2: Does he know Marvel Champions?
1: He must. You know there
2: is a cool meta game. Yes. Hey Caleb if you're listening. <laughs>
1: Caleb please. <laughs> the, uh, the grandmaster
2: with the the Marvel Champions the card game attachment.
1: <laughs> yes, next to the backgammon side scheme and all the other things. Yes, course. So, but that's that's what I got. I mean, I read, I read a lot, and I think I could answer any questions you guys might have, actually, if you have any.
0: Might have some more next episode when we Good. talk about some of the cards that represent his actions.
1: And this whole, like, Avengers going into the museum and free, like, leaving the museum. Like, these are actual things in the comics, right? Like, these... I Actually, like, don't the know. stories, the story in the game, I think, is yeah, it an seems actual pretty comic book story. Like Hawkeye and some others, Scarlet Witch. They were actually imprisoned by him. They were one of his. Co- they were in his collection. And then um, Wasp can talk to reptiles or something, and like some weird cat thing that he had taken captive helped them escape. Yeah, I'm not making this up. I mean, he <laughs> looks for unique
2: things. And if you're the only Scarlet Witch in the universe, yeah, he probably wants yep. a Scarlet Witch in his collection.
1: Yeah, but yep. he really just wants to save you, Mike. That's it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So he's got like stuff in the game comes from, I think, the comic book world, and would be fascinating to talk about. Like, and we're going to talk more about the collection, like the idea of the collection tonight, right? Yes. And how that works in the game, um, but it in the comic books would be fun too, and and his his scrapes with the Avengers. He doesn't care for them very much.
2: Well, they're always trying to steal stuff that's his.
1: They, yeah, they're yeah, they antagonistic towards him.
2: Yeah, they don't want him to save things.
1: (laughs) Typical heroes. Ugh. Well.
0: All right, so should we talk about the cards then? Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about the collector's villain cards and his main scheme and the collection. So, Daniel, why don't you do the honors and tell us all about the collector's villain card?
1: I would be delighted to tell you about The Collector. He is a villain. He has two scheme and one attack in his level one form. He's an elder. That is his trait. Forced interrupt when a card, player, or encounter would be placed into a discard pile from play. Put it face up into the collection instead. Hmm. Okay. His second form is three scheme and two attack and has the same forced interrupt but a, when revealed, in player order, each player must choose to either put the top card of their deck face up into the collection or take three damage. Wow. And then level three collector, four scheme, which is got to be the highest of any villain, doesn't it? Printed prop. It is. Yeah, maybe. It has to be, right? Right. Four scheme, three attack. When revealed, put the top card of each player's deck face up into the collection, place one threat on the main scheme for each card in the collection. Oof! Yeah, and then force interrupt when a card would be placed into a discard pile from play. Put it face up in the collection instead. Then place one threat on the main scheme.
2: Tell me again why people play Black Widow? I'm not against him, uh, Daniel. What is his? What are his health stats?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I totally forgot that. He's um 13, 14, and 18 per player respectively. Yeah, so he hit
0: that early level one's not doing a lot of damage when he attacks. Or scheming, really, but man, he ramps up, huh? Dude,
1: wow. Expert Collector is not an easy thing to do. No. No. My goodness. That's a lot of threat. That is a lot of threat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. In Expert Mode, you start the game having to put a card in the collection or taking three damage
2: just by starting the game.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Mike, you talked about Black Widow being not great against him. Why not?
2: Uh, because everything she does is a thing that leaves play. She has her preparation cards that get put into play, and when she triggers them, they are discarded from play, which triggers this force interrupt. And if she say uses one of her abilities to kill a minion, then both that preparation and the minion go to the go to the collection.
1: Oof. Yeah, tough to be yeah. Black Widow. Well, yeah. let's talk about this
2: main scheme, Mike.
1: The Grand Collection. Go ahead. Oh, the
2: Grand Collection. One A. Uh, contents Collector whichever collectors you're playing with, the Infiltrate the Museum set, Galactic Artifacts as the modular, and the standard Encounter set, plus one modular Encounter set, menagerie Medley. So you do always play with Galactic Artifacts. That's that's interesting. I I don't think I've actually played it that way when I played solo. Uh, set up Create the, the Collection game area. See the insert for details. Put the top card of each player's deck face up into the collection. And when you flip it over to 1B, this Threats out at 10 threat per player. It starts with 4 per player. Goes up by <laughs> 1 per player each turn. Hero action. Choose to either exhaust your hero or spend 2 resources of any type to discard 1 card from the collection to its corner's discard pile. Limit once per round per player. If there are at least 5 cards per player in the collection, or if the stage is completed, the players lose the game. Wow. I've yeah. never had this threat out on me. I've certainly lost to the collection. I have
0: had it thread out on me where I'm too focused on trying to get cards out of the collection instead of removing threat. Sort mm-hmm. of a catch-22 situation, you know, where, where I'm just behind, you know. This is an interesting scheme, main scheme, because it has dual loss conditions for the players, yep. right? And only one win condition. It's not like if you clear the collection, you win. No, that's just preventing you from losing. So
1: Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> your eye on it. And man, starting forty percent complete already. Yeah. Yep.
0: And one card in the collection. So 20% on that yep. aspect of it.
1: And I'll tell you, it is a very different kind of way to play this game. Right. It was <laughs> I mean, like when when we when Andy and Becky and I got to this, we didn't know what the hell to do.
2: <laughs> I was playing Ms. Marvel Justice. I didn't care. I was playing a bunch of events. But uh, we had a rocket player at the table. That's bad because tinkering is yep. big ability to draw cards discards his guns from play.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the collection itself for a second here. I think that'll then we can talk a little tactics maybe. The collection right? throughout the course of infiltrate the museum scenario, cards may be added to the collection. The collection is an out of game area shared by all players and specific to this scenario. Cards in the collection follow the standard rules for out of play cards. When creating space for the collection area, ensure that the collection is easily visible and reachable for all players, as each player may have to interact with the collection at multiple points during the scenario. So this is like a pile where you're putting all these cards that are leaving play, and that's where you're counting up that five per player. And and like you said, anything that was in play and then leaves play, actually, only if it goes to the discard pile is it going to the collection, right? Right. That's That's a distinction, since. Things that have victory points on them, such as the Galactic Artifacts, don't end up in the collection. They end up in the
2: victory display. Right. Okay. Oh my goodness. If I'm not been playing this right, regular side schemes would go into the collection. Yep. I have to double check. I don't know if I'm playing that right.
0: Right. So if you decided to put in Breaking and Taking or something instead of Menagerie Medley and you clear that side scheme, it's going into the collection. Wow. So
1: why don't events go...
0: Uh, event never enters play.
1: That's interesting. Okay,
0: right. Um, I guess maybe you can think of it like sort of that Lord of the Rings hot second rule. Like it's out there, it's doing its thing, but it's never actually in play. Okay. It just does its stuff. I mean, goes to the thematically,
1: thematically. it makes sense. You can't capture an event. A punch right. Well, thematically, it's you. True. Right.
2: You're doing the dropkick. Right. Yeah. 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 Now that said, the collector has collected some. Intangible things, like memories, so, and, and
1: and your indomitableness.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> so I could see him capturing, you know, that time, the, the, writing down that story of that time you you were lying in wait for that enemy.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, this could never happen because of the the game, but like technically, if somehow you could have Red Skull's right hook. He could capture that because it's an attachment that comes out and then leaves play, right? Oh. Obviously, you can't have that because they're both villain scenarios and stuff. But, like, that's an intangible thing that as long as it is sitting on the table yeah. and then goes away. So sure. um, things like Inspired, that is an attachment you put on an ally. That ally dies. Sure. Both the ally and Inspired end up in the collection. That's an intangible thing. So, Wow. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah and rather difficult so that hero action i think you have to use that a lot to clear that collection <laughs> yeah right like you
1: just keep doing it yeah so you just need a uh, a hero that only ever plays events right
0: so miss miss marvel's pretty good if you don't play all of her stuff put out her personas and you yeah. know those things um, hawkeye's terrible <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah hawkeye's bad yep uh, Hulk might be
2: alright, because he just sort of, like, well, smashes. He, I thought so, but you because he smashes, he's killing things. So he has to mm. sacrifice two resources to take things out of that pile, and he just doesn't have the hand size. Oh, you're right, because minions are going in there.
0: Obligations are going in there. Environments are going in there.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you get to choose which one you take out when you trigger that action. So you can say, oh, I, I want the gun back, but we can leave this quick striking star shark <laughs> yeah or the psionic ghosts in ms marvel's case
0: yeah and if you're playing campaign mode you want to get stuff out of the collection because that will have impact later on right how many cards are left and what cards are left in the collection has an impact later on in the
2: campaign yes yeah once you get a handle on the scenario it's all right but it's it's tricky and you have to be prepared to spend your resources almost every round yeah or you can exhaust your hero. Um Yeah, you could. I mean, which hero is okay exhausting? Anyone that uses a lot of events. But, I mean, Ms. Marvel doesn't want to exhaust because she uses that to pull back her events. Star-Lord's okay. Yeah, Star-Lord would be good. I mean, I guess Gamora might be okay. Right, because you're using her events, hopefully, to combo. Yeah, not ideal because she has decent stats, but yeah,
0: that's not bad. It's tough for a protection hero if you're defending a lot because you go
2: into the hero phase exhausted. Yeah, unless you're Indomitable, and then he's just stolen your Indomitable, and it's not even worth it. Right, (laughs) right? You just lost it. Yeah. Would
1: Scarlet Witch be pretty good against him? I think so, right?
2: She might be alright. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much any hero who doesn't rely on their stats, and doesn't have an ability or attachment that relies on them, exhausting. Right. The collection actually,
0: like, um, Doctor Strange needs to exhaust to do his invocation, so he's going to have to be spending resources. So there's a little ping against him finally. Unfortunately, his invocations never end up in the collection. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a question uh in the scenario pack that says kind of elaborates on what cards can be and it says if a card is moved from play to a game area other than the discard pile, the ability doesn't trigger. Right? So and additionally, if a card is moved from one out of play area into a discard pile, such as a card being discarded from a player's hand or
2: from the encounter deck that tr- ability doesn't trigger. That makes sense. Yeah. so It has to exist. Yeah, that's good. Because, I mean, that would make it unplayable for Scarlet Witch.
0: Yeah, well, I think it would make it unplayable for anybody because you discard cards to create resources.
2: Oh, yeah. That's great.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you just need to beat this guy up really fast. I think so. Right?
2: Yeah. Now, when you play him, there's... Those
1: speed builds are the way to go, right? To
2: an extent. Uh, there are side schemes in there that will slow you down. And if you're playing campaign mode, you might want to farm for experience a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with... Thir- if,
0: say, you're playing Sander with 13 hit points and 14 hit points, it is possible to, you know, punch him as quick, as, as fast as you can, if you can do a swing web kick for eight, and he's already nice. down to five, like, in a solo game, so... Yeah, it becomes interesting because blocking with allies, taking out minions, everything—you kind of have to play a long game if you're not going for that speed run, where you're slowly putting stuff out, but always clearing the collection, so you don't have the resources or the abilities. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I love that it's different.
1: Yeah, it's very different. This is scenario two and three of the campaign, right? The collector.
0: Yes, the collector is scenario two and three, but the collection is only in scenario is only in two. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk all about scenario three at a later date
1: Da-na-na. stay tuned well i think this was fun yeah this was good yeah. that was a neat story daniel thank you thank you thank you mike where can the good people find us hey listeners what
2: esoteric objects do you have in your collection and has it ruined any of your relationships <laughs> give us all the juicy details you can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com we are critical encounters on facebook and you can find us on the YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Bigfoam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Collector, take us out.
1: We have a display case ready and waiting for our newest acquisitions.